In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Saint Teresa of Avila said that in this journey of our spiritual life, our struggle for holiness, and in general, in our prayer life, rather than thinking, it's about loving. This is important. Rather than thinking, it's about loving. Eh? If we think a lot about God and, you know, and we reflect a lot, but we love very little, we make little progress. Because at the end of the day, it's about how much you love, right? So that's why let us ask our Lord now at the beginning of this time of prayer, Lord, I want to grow in love for you. I don't want to get lost in theoretical considerations, right? So imagine someone that in prayer is thinking a lot, thinking a lot about creation, thinking a lot about God, thinking a lot about the church, thinking a lot about lots of things, you know, but not saying to the Lord, hey, Lord, I love you. I want to love you more. What can I do, Lord? What else can I do to love you more? You see, it's a different conversation, right? The one that is just theoretical, Huh? And the one that is practical, the guy who is loving. Hey, Lord, I want to love you more this afternoon at home. I want to love my co-workers better. What can I do, Lord? I want to love my husband tonight better. What can I do, Lord? I want to love my kids better, Lord. What do you want me to do? That's the real deal. Because if you go to bed after having done a few things out of love, then you are closer to God and to others, right? If you just remain in the theoretical aspect... If we remain there, probably we will, will be making less progress, right? So let us ask our Lord to always make progress in love. Um, and in order to make progress in love, well, let's ask our Lord to have a heart that, that is in love. That's a good petition. Lord, I want to be always in love, right? When you are in love with something or with someone, then everything is amazing, right? So the person that is in love sees the world from this loving eyes and everything is beautiful everything is amazing everything is interesting i'm gonna do whatever it takes right so we need this attitude eh? and we ask our lord for this attitude in life to be always in love and this is not just a nice choice this is precisely what the lord is asking us to do in the gospel if you remember that conversation between saint peter and the lord at the end of the saint john's gospel chapter 21 after that miraculous catch of fish the Lord and Peter were chatting. And the Lord said, Hey, Peter, do you love me more than this? So at the end of the gospel, at the end of all the adventures between Peter, the apostles, the preaching, the mission, everything, the passion, the death, the resurrection, the question that the Lord brings up to Peter is, Hey, Peter, do you love me? After the betrayal, right? Do you love me or not? Because everything else... It's not important, or it's not as important as it is to love, right? So, Peter, do you love me? And Peter, right away, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Everything I have done, I have tried for you, man. 
Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And the Lord was happy with that. Peter, are you sure? Do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And a third time, Peter, do you love me? You know all things, Lord, you know that I love you. So if that's the case, then tend my sheep, right? Look after my flock. You can do it. If you are in love with me, you can do it. Because that's the only important thing in the world, that we are in love. So let us ask our Lord for this. Lord, give me this heart that is in love. The Lord felt loved by Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, right? And it was in the house of these three great friends that the Lord delivered that line, right? Mary has chosen the best part and it will not be taken away from her. Mary decided that day just to be there with the Lord. No work, no dishes, no guests. I don't care about everything. The Lord is talking and it's great to be with him. Period. That was a good decision. That was a good decision because probably in other moments in her life, Mary was doing a lot of things. So it's not that Mary is always doing nothing. No, probably she was doing lots of things. But that day she knew the important thing right now in my life is to do my prayer. Precisely because I'm super busy, precisely because there's a lot of things to do. The most important thing is first, the Lord. That's what a heart that is in love does. Priorities. Priorities, that means first, the Lord. Then, those around me. Your relatives, eh? your children, your husband. Then, other people, you know. Priorities have to be clear. And for a person that is in love, those priorities are clear. First the Lord, then others, you know. The Lord said in the gospel, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your heart? Where is my heart? Sometimes our heart is in ourselves, right? My problems, my complaints, my sufferings, my Lack of time, my super busy schedule, my lo- lots of things I have to do. Good. Because, yeah, we have to do all of that. But how do I turn that into a, Lord, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to do all these things to please those around me. And we cannot be just by ourselves, thinking of ourselves, considering only our problems, and forgetting about that people need us. So, Lord, give me a grace to... Put my heart in you. My heart has to be there. You know, my treasure has to be you, Lord. Plus, our hearts have been created to love. So, it is very important to give to our hearts through love, right? And let me give you an example that everyone understands. What happens if you expose your skin big time to sunlight without any protection? In summer, when it's heating, you know. What happens to your lungs if you expose your lungs to lots of nicotine? What happens? You know, your skin gets burned, your lungs shrink, right? What happens if you expose yourself, your eyes, to screens for a long period of time without any protection? your retina might be damaged, right? 
And what happens if you expose your heart to fake love? Well, that's probably the best thing we can do in the world. Because then our hearts, you know, get burned, shrink, get damaged. And then we cannot love. If the heart is exposed to fake love, we cannot properly love. And someone who cannot properly love has a big problem. Because how can you be happy if you cannot love? It's impossible. That's why, rather than thinking it's about loving, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Lord, I want to put my heart in you. I want to do things to show my love for you, my love for others. I don't want to be thinking of me constantly. One of the big battles in spiritual life is to die to ourselves. If you read spiritual authors, you will see that theme that runs throughout all the spiritual literature. The key point is to die to ourselves. That's why the Lord says, you got to take up your cross. You got to take up your cross daily. You're going to be crucified with me. It doesn't mean that we are going to be crucified literally. It means that we got to leave behind our selfishness. That's the way we empty ourselves from our selfishness, our, eh? and then we can be filled with the love of God. That's super important. So Lord, give me this heart that is in love, this heart that is happy. Eh? San Jose Maria gave us that beautiful line, what you actually need to be happy in this world is not an easy life, but a heart that is in love. And that's so true. Sometimes we think, oh, I would be super happy if I didn't have any of the following problems. Whether my boss, lack of money, uh, dealings I have to do with someone I dislike, and then we have a list, perfect list, and we end up believing I cannot be happy because I have all these problems. And I agree with you. Up to a certain extent, yeah, the difficulties in life prevent us from being happy. But there is always a way of dealing with it in a nice way. That is, to be in love. Nothing can steal my joy if I don't want to. Nothing can make me miserable if I don't want to. This is the, <clears throat> probably you remember this, Etty Hillison. She wrote a beautiful diary from Auschwitz, this concentration camp during World War II. And the day she died, they found in her diary this, the last paragraph that was about something along the following lines. Thank you, Lord, for the sun is out. I can see it from myself. The sun is out. The sky is beautiful, and I have a new day that you gave me. Thank you, Lord. She wrote something like that. Last paragraph. In the middle of a concentration camp, right, you can be happy. Think about it. Sometimes we think, no, I cannot be happy because I have this problem. Well, the thing is, we have decided to take this problem so seriously and so terribly, dramatically, that I cannot be happy. But I can make a choice about how to deal with the things I have to deal with. I can decide never to get mad again at this person. 
I can decide never to get mad at this weather. I can decide never to get mad at these tickets. I always get these speeding tickets <laughs> because the, how can you drive 30 kilometers per hour? It's impossible. You know? <laughs> well, you can decide. You can decide the way you deal with things. And you can decide to make your life miserable by saying, no, this is terrible and this is bad. Uh, listen, that's, you end up thinking that because you have gone down that road. Don't go down that road anymore. Just deal with it in a positive way. Accept the cross that the Lord sends you. Embrace that cross. And you will see that you will start feeling much better. And again, we will have always difficulties, problems, challenges. Remember, life is dramatic. Life is not Hollywood. Life is not always terrible either. Life is dramatic. There is good moments. There is bad moments. And we got to be ready to keep going, whatever we are dealing with. Drama, or comedy, or whatever. Pythagoras is very well known for this uh, theorem, right? The mathematics. But before he was a mathematician, he was a philosopher. And one of the things he said was, education is about preparing people to deal with the difficulties online. That's the real education, to help people, to prepare people to deal with the difficulties in life. An education in which they never tell you that you are going to suffer and you are going to have to, you know, you're going to face difficulties and you one day will die. An education that never deals with these issues generates people who are naive, people who think that, oh, everything's going to be amazing. Oh, I am amazing because I am amazing, right? And... You know, there's not going to be difficulties. And then you grow, and suddenly you realize that they lied to you. Life is about facing difficulties. Life is about challenges. Life is not easy. Love is not easy. And then you eventually die. So what are you going to do? Well, a good education is the one that gives you the, the tools you need to overcome difficulties in life. And the best tool, be in love. Learn to suffer. Accept that there is challenges in life, difficulties. And keep loving in the middle of the difficulty because what is going to give you deep happiness is that love. So Lord, give me this love, please. What you actually need in this life, in this life to be happy is not an easy life, but a heart that is in love. So let us look at things and people with eyes of love, right? And this thing starts deep down in the heart. Yeah? The first thing is to have good feelings about what is happening around us. Huh? To have good feelings about this person. Well, at the same time, to have good thoughts about this person. Think about it. Sometimes... We cancel in our minds, maybe without noticing or without realizing it, we cancel people because we are thinking poorly about them. And then you end up thinking, this person is bad. This person is bothering me a lot. And then, yeah, there is some truth to that, but you amplify that impact of that person in your mind because you think that this person is bad. You think that this person is bad. 
this person is bad, and this person is bad, and this person is bad, then you end up feeling bad, and then your heart and your mind are kind of wounded because you think that this is terrible, and this person is bad. And then what happens is you react poorly, and then you have bad words, and then you have bad deeds because deep down in your heart and in your mind you think and you feel, oh, this person is bad, or oh, this situation is bad. So then, as a result, you produce what is in their heart, right? And then you say bad words, in the sense you, you are not nice, or you don't do good things to that person, you know? Everything starts in the heart, you know? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, says there in the gospel, right? We need to win the battle of the heart. That's what being in love is all about. To ask our Lord to give us a heart that is in love. Yeah, this person has these limits, this person has these mistakes, but I'm not going to... I mean, the world doesn't end here. And I can live happily regardless of this problem. And so Lord, give me a grace to have good thoughts about people, good feelings, and as a consequence, I will have good words and I will do good deeds. Another way to be in love is to put love where there is no love, then you will draw love from the situation, right? Overcome evil with good. Let's overcome evil with good. When we see the difficulties, let us bring about good stuff. Let us be people who think of the solution and let us be people who work on the solution rather than getting stuck in the problem. There are people who get stuck in the problem. And it happens to us easily if we don't fight. We need to fight. So you get stuck in the problem because there's a big problem here. And then you get stuck in the problem. You get stuck in the problem. Hey, let us write down solutions and let us work on the solutions. Then your life is going to be more optimistic. And then eventually you will see progress. Because when someone is motivated, when you are in love, when you are optimistic, when you are cheerful, then you transmit that through invisible waves to others around you, you know? Think about it. When mom is in a bad mood in the house, everybody's in a bad mood. <laughs> That's it. Because we transmit what we are. That's why our words are not super important. What is important is what we do. People around us are not going to learn from the words we say. No, people are going to follow the example we give to them. So let us be the hero of the movie, right? Who is the hero of the movie? All these movies that we like, right? Gladiator. These novels we like, The Lord of the Rings. Skywalker. Batman. All these people are fighting against lots of evil around them. There's a lot of evil, right? Gotham is the city of evil, corruption. Everything is going wrong, you know? But there is one guy who believes that there is something good that he can bring to the world by being good. And then the guy fights because that's great. So he's happy and brings good around him. So that's what you have to be. That's what I have to be. To fight. We have to be fighters. 
to bring good into the world. We can never just say, oh, there is nothing I can do. Oh, everyone is very difficult. Everything is very difficult. The day we say that, the movie ends there. And then the ending is bad. We need to produce good. So Lord, give me a grace. Give me a grace to be optimistic, to work on the solutions. As the song goes, the problem doesn't matter. What really matters is the solution. That's the thing. Let us work on solutions. And sooner or later, we will get good outcomes. Let us forgive. Let us cut out resentment. What you actually need to be happy is not an easy life, but a heart that is in love. If we want to really love people around us, we need to follow the, the advice that the Lord gives us in the gospel, right? And the Lord gave us these beautiful lines. No one has greater love than this, the one who lays down his life for his friends. That's the real way to grow in love. When I give my life for those around me. This is what makes us happy. When we feel that we are useful to those around us. When you feel that you are useful to those around us, you feel good. You might have had the experience with teenagers. When you entrust to them something to do in the classroom or, you know, and when I was a high school teacher, you know, when you count on them to do something, they feel super important. They want to help. Because they, it makes them feel better, right? Because we have been created to love. We have been created to serve. We have been created to bring, to bring good around. So when you count on people, then they respond much better, right? So let us lay down our life for our friends. Let us help. People want to help. Let us be the ones who help and who serve, right? There is this <clears throat> medical doctor. His, his expertise is palliative care. And he was dealing in a hospital in Madrid with this patient with depression, breathing problems, plus lacking of meaning in her life. And she would enter the emergency room in a few occasions with panic attacks and these problems. And, but in one occasion, she entered the emergency room and she entered in a coma. And it was difficult to bring her back. So days went by, one day, two days, three days, four days. And this medical doctor friend of mine, who works in Madrid, he didn't know what to do. So one day he sat down next to the bed where this lady was laying, and he took her by her hand. She was in a coma. And he said, I know, I know how to bring you back. He started talking to her. I don't know how to bring you back. Nothing is working. I have tried everything. But you know, <clears throat> I guess you can come back. And for sure, your case, because he is a teacher as well, your case is going to help a lot of my students. <laughs> so he said that, and the lady opened her eyes and, and said, can I help? <laughs> End of the story. We want to help. We want to cooperate. We want to be useful. We have been created for that. That takes an effort. But when you make an effort and you do it, then your heart is in love. Then you do stuff. Then people around you say, wow, this is the real deal. I want to be like this person. That's the way it works. 
because no one has love greater than this, the one who lays down his life for his friends. So let us forget about ourselves. Let us think about others. And let us try to help, right? I was playing soccer with university students in Montreal, <clears throat> and we got a super good team. Because for some reason, there were three, four guys there who played super well. So we were beating teams, and it was lots of fun. And uh, one day, one of these guys was performing, underperforming, clearly, in the soccer game. So I was kind of, what is going on with this guy? <laughs> so suddenly, out of the blue, the guy's doing super wrong, you know? Come on. <laughs> so after the game, I told him, hey, what happened today, man? <laughs> and the guy told me, well, you know, my girlfriend texted me before the game. And she told me she wants to break up. You know, we need to keep always an eye on what's going on with this person. What's the real problem that is slowing down this guy? Because we have to be always thinking of others. When you are thinking of others constantly, then you are super happy, you help, you know, you like people, people like you. But that takes Self-forgetfulness. Forget about yourself, think of others. No one has greater love than this, the one who lays down his life for his friends, right? So give me this big love, big love, so that I can transform the world as I go. Because this is what transforms people, and what transforms us, real love. And good news is, the Lord gives us this love. It's not something that you have to train for, um, you know, with a lot of intensity. and No, the Lord gives us this love. Lord, increase my love. San Jose Maria used to say to the Lord in prayer, Lord, give me the love with which you want me to love you. And this charity is given by the Lord to us. Because to love God above everything else and to love those around us as ourselves is very difficult. It is a grace of God, and the Lord gives us this love. So, Lord, give me this love. That's a good petition in our prayer. Lord, give me this love to love those around me, right? When we are in love, we are people with hope, and we transmit hope. I guess I told you this story. I was in a couple of occasions in London, UK, running an English course with students from Spain, and in one occasion we just went to the metro, and we ran downstairs and we heard the train coming. So we ran downstairs. But it was a long staircase, super long, super long. I and mean, then you never got there, you know? So, and in the middle of the staircase, I saw, we were running. I was with two friends. We were running downstairs. And there was this sign, you know? After a train, another train is coming. <laughs> oh. So just ran. So we got on the train. And I told these guys, did you see the sign? After a train, another train is coming. So I told them, I'm not stupid. I, I know that. And one of my friends said, no, they are just warning you. So you don't have to run downstairs and to kill yourself, you know. There is another train coming. So if you don't catch this one, you will catch the next one. It's a warning sign. <laughs> and then the other guy said, no, guys, you didn't get it. It's a poem about hope in life. <laughs> After a train, another train is coming. 
to be hopeful to be in love. Somehow it's a choice, it is a choice we make. It is a choice we make, and of course it's a grace we receive from the Lord. So let us ask our mother, now at the end of this time of prayer, to be always in love. That means to be always attentive to, Lord, to the Lord and to others. Never to ourselves. When we think too much of ourselves, that's a sign that our love is small and it's got to improve. Let us ask our mother to be always in love. Always thinking of others as she was constantly thinking of others in Cana of Galilee, the wedding, who is the one noticing that they were running out of wine, who was the one going to visit her cousin Elizabeth in haste, who was the one going to see Jesus during the preaching. Your mother and your brethren are here and they want to see you. And who was the one finding Jesus in his path towards Mount Calvary, Our Lady, because Our Lady is always there, serving and loving with sacrifice. Let us ask our mother to grow in this love. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.